welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading Thumbling's Travels. A tailor had a son who turned out to be small, not much bigger than a thumb. He was, therefore, called Thumbling. However, he had plenty of courage and said to his father, I intend to go out into the world and I shall do it. That's right, my son, said the old man, who took a long darning needle, held it over a candle, and made a knob of sealing wax on it. Now you've got a sword to take with you on the way. The little tailor wanted to eat one more meal with his family and hopped into the kitchen to see what his mother was cooking for the last time. She had just finished, and the dish stood on the hearth. Mother, he said, what's there to eat today? See for yourself, said his mother. So Thumbling jumped onto the hearth and looked inside the dish. However, he stuck his neck out too far, and the steam from the food caught hold of him and carried him up and out the chimney. For a while he rode around in the air on the steam until he finally sank to the ground. Now the little tailor was out in the wide world. He traveled about and began working for a master tailor as an apprentice, but the food was not good enough for him. Mistress, he said to the master's wife, if you don't give us something better to eat, I'm going to leave tomorrow morning, and I'll write with chalk on your door, too much potatoes, too little meat. Bye-bye, Potato King. What more do you want, Grasshopper? the master's wife asked, and she grew so angry that she grabbed a rag and tried to hit him. However, my little tailor crawled nimbly under the thimble, peeped out from under, and stuck his tongue out at her. She lifted the thimble and was about to grab him when Thumbling hopped into the rag. As the master's wife tried to untangle the rag and find him, he disappeared into a crack in the table. Ho, ho, mistress, he called out and raised his head. When she went to hit him, he jumped down into the drawer. At length, she caught him and kicked him out of the house. The little tailor traveled on and came to a forest. There he met a band of robbers who planned to steal the king's treasure. When they saw the little tailor, they thought, A little fellow like that can crawl through a keyhole and serve as a picklock. Hey, you, one of the robbers called. Yes, you giant Goliath. Do you want to come with us to the treasure chamber? We want you to crawl in and throw out the money. Thumbling thought about it a while, and at last he said yes and went with them to the treasure chamber. He examined the door from top to bottom to see if there was a crack. It did not take long for him to discover one wide enough to slip through. He wanted to go through right then and there, but one of the guards standing before the door noticed him and said to the other, Just look at that ugly spider crawling there. I'm going to stamp it to death. Oh, leave the poor creature alone, said the other. It's never done a thing to harm you. So Thumbling made it safely through the crack into the treasure chamber, opened the window under which the robbers were standing, and threw down to them one holler after another. Just as the little tailor was right in the middle of his work, he heard the king coming to inspect the treasure chamber. Hastily, Thumbling crawled into a hiding place. When the king noticed that many hard coins were missing, he could not figure out how they might have been stolen, since the locks and bolts were in good condition and everything seemed to be well protected. As he left the chamber, he said to the two guards, Be on the alert. Somebody's after the money. When Thumbling resumed his work, the guards heard the money inside moving and jingling. Clink, clank, clink, clank. They quickly ran inside and tried to grab the thief. However, 
The little tailor had heard them coming, and was much swifter than they were. He jumped into a corner and covered himself with a taller, so that nothing could be seen of him. Then he began to tease the guards. "'Here I am!' The guards ran over, but when they got to the spot, he was already in another place beneath a taller, and called out, "'Hey, here I am!' The guards rushed quickly to the next spot, but Thumbling was long since in a third corner, and called out, "'Hey, here I am!' So he made fools of them and drove them all around the treasure chamber until they were exhausted and went away. Then, little by little, he proceeded to toss all the tallers out the window. As he threw the last one with all his might, he nimbly hopped on it himself and flew with it out the window. The robbers congratulated him with great words of praise. "'You're a tremendous hero,' they said. "'Do you want to be our captain?' Thumbling thanked them, but said that he wanted to see the world first. Then they divided the loot, and the little tailor asked only for a cruiser because he could not carry any more than that. Once again, he buckled his sword around his waist. He said farewell to the robbers and began traveling. He worked as an apprentice for several masters, but he did not find the work to his taste. Finally, he hired himself out as a servant in an inn. However, the maids could not stand him because he saw everything they did on the sly without their being able to see him. Moreover, he told the innkeeper what they stole off the plates and took from the cellar to fill their own pockets. Just wait, the maid said. We'll pay you back. Indeed, they arranged to play a mean trick on him. Sometime later, when one of the maids was mowing in the garden and saw Thumbling running around in the grass and climbing up and down the plants, she quickly mowed him up with the grass, wrapped everything in a large cloth, and secretly threw it to the cows. Among the cows was a big black one that swallowed Thumbling down without hurting him. Yet he did not like it down there, for it was very dark and there was no light. When the cow was being milked, he cried out, Strip, strap, stroll! How soon will the bucket be full? But because of the noise from the milking, no one could understand what he said. Afterward, the master of the house entered the barn and said, Tomorrow that cow shall be slaughtered. Thumbling became frightened, and he shouted loud and clear, "'Let me out first! I'm sitting inside!' The master heard the voice quite well, but he did not know where it came from. "'Where are you?' he asked. "'In the black one!' Thumbling answered. But the master did not realize what that was supposed to mean, and went away. The next morning the cow was slaughtered, and fortunately Thumbling was not struck by anything during the chopping and slicing. However, he got mixed in with the sausage meat. When the butcher arrived and began his work, he cried out with all his might, Don't chop too deep! Don't chop too deep! I'm stuck down here! Not a soul heard his voice, because the noise of the chopping knives was too great. Now, poor Thumbling was really in trouble, but where there's a will, there's a way. Indeed, he jumped so nimbly between the chopping knives that none touched him, and he got away with his skin intact. Still, he could not find his way out of the meat entirely, and was stuffed into a blood sausage with bits of bacon. The space there was rather cramped. Besides that, he was hung up in a chimney to be smoked, and time hung very heavy on his hands. Finally, during winter, he was taken down because the sausage was to be served to a guest. When the innkeeper's wife began cutting the sausage into slices, he took care not to stick his head too far out, otherwise it would have been cut off. At last he saw a chance to escape, cleared away for himself, and jumped out. 
Since things had gone so badly for him at that house, the little tailor did not want to stay any longer and resumed his travels. But his freedom did not last long. He crossed paths with a fox in an open field, and because the fox was lost in thought, he just snapped Thumbling up. "'Hey, Mr. Fox!' the little tailor exclaimed. "'It's me you've got stuck in your throat. Let me go!' "'You're right,' the fox replied. "'There's practically nothing to eat on you, and I should let you go. "'But only if you promise me all the chickens in your father's barnyard.' "'With all my heart,' said Thumbling. "'You shall have every single chicken. I swear it.' "'The fox let him go, and even carried him back home. "'When the father saw his dear son again, "'he gladly gave the fox all the chickens he had. "'To make up for it, I've brought you a tidy sum of money.' said Thumbling, and he handed his father the croiser that he had earned during his travels. But why did the fox get all those poor little chickens to eat? Oh, you fool. Don't you think that your father would care more for his child than all the chickens in his barnyard? The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.